Hi everyone, this is Catching Up with the Nerds with your hosts Tom and JC and special guest Tim. This is a podcast mm-hmm. about two dads that are catching up on all the nerdy stuff we miss, sharing how we pass on our nerdy passions to our kids and deep diving into nerd pop culture to make it more accessible for you, listener. Welcome back to part two. Two? Yes. Or yeah, one. That's the blue, blue side. Oh, one. Blue team. Ooh. Or one. It's blue team. Depending oh, on how one. you look. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. That's only if the algorithm has successfully destroyed the world and we're now traveling backwards. We're now yes. traveling backwards. Um, right. That was a good intro. Again, I won't play it in reverse. Um, welcome, <laughs> welcome everyone. Welcome to part two. This is us again. Uh, with our, as JC mentioned, with Tim, who was uh, nice enough to join us in part one. If you've not listened to part one, then what are you doing here? And also, please go and listen to it if you're not done so already. Um, again, we'll re <laughs> we'll mention that if you've not watched Tenet, please <laughs> yes. pause this, go and watch it because we are going to spoil. We have spoiled already in part one. Uh, if you've <laughs> if you've uh, listened to that. We've not uh, done anything that was spoiler-free. So we'll assume you've watched the film. We'll assume you've enjoyed the movie and that's why you're listening to it or you're very intrigued or you just don't care and you don't mind being spoiled. Uh, We don't like being spoiled, to be fair. Um, So part two, what is it about? Well, we're going to um, call the episode Questions for Tim. Uh, so this is where we'll we'll we, we're not going to talk about things we liked or things we didn't like. Like in part one, we've done that already. We're not talking. talking well, we'll talk about the plot, obviously. Um, but I think this time we're just going to go into a little bit more into nerdiness territory and uh, trying to understand the bigger questions and the bigger issues, not issues, the bigger questions and the bigger topics at hand in the film, uh, which is um, very very interesting and also um, complicated. <laughs> Um, you know, so to speak, so to speak. but yeah, mm-hmm. it's the, the, every time you, you, you mentioned time traveling and especially now using a lot of uh, actual science to back it up. Again, it's not a, a time travel film, so I don't know why I said that, but it's time related, uh, which is using a lot of verifiable um, um, scientific theories. So hence why it's very important and very um, it's, it's very hard to get into it, you know, if you, we're not going to lie, it's not yeah. an, an easy topic. Anyway, enough waffling. Shall we go with you, JC, with your first question? Or where you want to go first? You know, what, what do you want to go with? Yeah. What's your, what's well, your... I'll, I'll just uh, do a little uh, intro as to uh, why this is the Aston Court. It's like out of all my friends that I consider to be incredibly mm. smart, Tim does the best job of explaining stuff to me that I'll read on a headline, not understand, and explain it to me not the way Tom explained stuff in the previous episode that Michael Bay does. <laughs> no. uh, not the Michael Bay way. He does it in a very human down-to-earth way, which I've always appreciated about him. So that's so why I wanted to have him on the podcast to talk about this. And I was going to lead off with a question on the list here, but actually what you just said, Tom, is actually I think probably the first thing we should jump into. I just recognize that, which is, is this a time travel movie? Mm. Is it? Yeah, it's a really good question. I mean... Uh, You know, I think the thing that Tom said that sort of uh, I felt like was a good segue was it's this is what Nolan likes to do as well, where he tries to, especially Interstellar, um, right? He he attaches um, narrative to genuinely truthful, but very strange scientific concepts. 
Um, and so, you know, obviously that one is all about time dil dilation around a black hole, um, mm -hmm. uh, which is which is a true phenomenon as as far as we understand it. You know, special yeah. relativity. This is Einstein's set, you know, description mm -hmm. of the universe um, and taking into account the speed of light and saying, you know, what when you have the speed of light being fixed and not infinite, that has consequences now so that as you're traveling faster and faster or, you know, near near a, gra near a gravity well like that, uh, time will dilate in strange things relative to other parts of, of mm -hmm. the universe that are traveling at different speeds. And it's really, that's what's going on. It's like, as you're traveling at different speed, um, your time is relative to your own sort of frame of mind, frame of, mm -hmm. frame of reference is what it's called. Um, and someone else will have a different time. Uh, they realized that this was, they, so, uh, until we did this, we actually, it was a theory, you know, we sort of like, we had some telescopes that were looking out and we, we, you know, we saw different weird things happening there, but GPS satellites is the first time where we're like, oh yeah, they were doing math and they were trying to decide with GPS satellites, they were booting up the system and you have to do math to very, you know, carefully, uh, 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 calculate, you know, your position on the earth when you have, you know, so when you've acquired your three or four GPS satellites. But the thing is, if you don't take into account relativity as a result of the satellites going very fast, your calculations are off. And so uh... it's, it's, it's one of the first times when we had, I'm sure we were able to do other physics experiments. Like I'm not, I'm not a physicist. I'm not a, you know, I'm not well-versed in like all the experiments that were uh, around then, but that's one of the that's one of the consumer products, right? You have a GPS chip in your phone, and it has to take into account special relativity uh, to uh, to be able to do the correct calculations. So it's it's you know the universe is a weird, wild, funky place, um, and and Christopher Nolan likes to attach that to narrative and have that have meaning. Um, the the concept of entropy is kind of strange here as well. Um, I'm not a physicist again, so I'll, you know, entropy is, as I understand it, uh, an, a measure of the the amount of order or disorder in a system, yeah. and it seems to be that humans perceive time as a the flow from a, an ordered system to a disordered system, mm -hmm. such as uh, you know when ice uh, melts. Ice as a crystal is very ordered, and as it melts, uh, it will tend towards disorder. That's kind of the explanation for the layperson. I saw, um, I saw an explanation that was uh, that was um, talking about dropping a um, a glass, a, you know, a glass bottle, for example, mm -hmm. on the floor. The thing that drops is ordered because it, all the molecules are attached to each other. The moment it hits the floor, it disintegrates in millions of pieces, or depending on how big your, your glass yeah. bottle is. Mm -hmm. But so, in theory, you could rewind it to get back together and reattach but that would be yeah. disorder going back into order so yeah that's 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 the yeah, you could take a cup of ice chips uh, or or glass chips and throw yeah. it and then there is a probability that you could calculate and attach to it reassembling into a glass mm. but obviously that's not likely and so you know the it's, it tends to stay disordered under those circumstances um, you know, and we don't actually know what the universe actually looks like, but it could be that the universe is basically deterministic and static. And that's all of the physics uh, calculations that we do. They don't really care about, you know, negative time, sort of like time flowing backwards or time flowing forwards. It's like, it, it doesn't really matter. The, 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 these equations work the same both ways, but it's just entropy that we seem to say, it's like, oh, when the system moves this way, that's how we, we perceive it. But it could be that the universe is essentially static 
including you know this extra dimension of time. So it could be literally like a cube of of space time that's static, and we just perceive a particular path through it. And that yep. they call it the arrow of time, and it's just it's just entropy. And that seems to be you know what what Nolan's playing with here. And so of course like. It's nonsense to talk about entropy reversing, right? That is a nonsensical thing that doesn't exist. There's no technology that we have uh, that can do that kind of thing. And it will make reasoning about things um, essentially be irrational. There's no way to really say, um, you know, I, I am traveling backwards in time and then all of my actions are are make sense. And we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit, but like, I think that's, that sort of sets the stage enough um, yeah. uh, yeah. Uh, to, to get into the questions. Yeah. And, and actually, and my perception, first enough, it's funny because we all had like very different takes on how we explored entropy. Cause I looked at it through the lens of like us, like as we age, we hmm. decompose and like, that's why people die of natural causes, right? It's like, there's no real cause hmm. or anything. It's just we, we break down into nothing, right? And then we decompose into earth. Right. Yeah. So, but the matter's still there. Like the matter yeah. never changes necessarily, but we decompose and we descend to chaos. Right. And that's how I, I kind of perceived it. But then I agree that that sets it up really nicely um, because the, the question of whether maybe the, the question is wrong is whether it's time travel or not. It's more like the concepts that are being explored through it is more, is more interesting than, than putting a label on the movie. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah. concept number one, um, uh, just to take one off the list. I had the question of why is it an algorithm? Is, yeah. is there any anything any any scientific basis to that? The fact that like it, when we explore those things, it has to be through the lens of an algorithm. Because I thought those just very specific. <laughs> sure, I think I think you know the word algorithm there is just used as a shorthand for uh, doomsday device. <laughs> don't pay don't pay too much attention to this. Algorithm sounds cool. It's a cool movie. Let's just we're just gonna leave it at that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I think one thing I could say is that if you were able to reverse entropy in a certain amount of frame of reference, my expectation is that would take a fantastic amount of energy. Mm -hmm. uh, and so like they don't talk about that at all. How would mm -hmm. you power the algorithm? How would you set yeah. the algorithm off? My expectation would be that you'd need some kind of like nuclear explosion. That would be the sort of classic example, potentially fusion. They don't get into that stuff. They're like, it's, you know, maybe they, maybe there are deleted scenes where they're talking yeah. about that stuff. Um, yeah. Doomsday device sufficient. <laughs> which, which is, which is chipping, chipping a little bit at the end of the film when they just, you know, when they, they spoilers, they, they save the worlds from the explosion and they're outside this massive, um, you know, the, the, the Russian city and they're like, the guy is just like, you take one piece, I'll take a piece. I'll take it. And I'm like, is this bread? <laughs> what is this? It's like the end of the world. It's the end of the world device. Just like, hey, take a piss, man. Just, just, just put in your backpack. Off you go. I was like, exactly. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, cut you off. Cool. No, 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 no. All good. That, 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 that was my first question. Tom, you got you got the next one? Uh, what do we go from there? Um, uh, sh should I... Uh, the one that really interested me on on, on the list there, which, which is the one about the turnstile, is that okay if I take that one, JC? Yeah, go for it. It's gonna have to be asked. Um, so why couldn't they go back through the same turnstile? I think that was the question. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think yeah. I think the reason for that is that they've set it up such that you know when you are shot with inverted rounds, there's some kind of radiation transfer, and so 
the the only way to let the body heal normally from the gunshot is to invert the entire person and then the radiation is like null and void um and so that's why they couldn't go back through the turnstile is the cat would have died in the three hour time frame that they gave her um the funny thing that i was thinking through as literally as we were recording episode one of the of the podcast was that um you remember when he asks him uh are we gonna be okay going through the turnstile and he's like you know yeah we're right there it's fine there's a whole bunch of other scene when they turn around where they're like they're organizing stuff they're having this long conversation that's all that should all be playing out on the other yeah. side of the window the entire time and they're just like oh yeah just don't look at that oh now we're actually entering the machines like if we're already over there the only way it's to get what? there is <laughs> yeah. to go through that turnstile so yeah. like it should all be fine but yeah <laughs> yeah that, that that makes sense because that, that was one of my big ones when, like when they go through it's like it always seems like they only check those last like five seconds before they go through yeah. yeah and and the only time that a broader scene plays out is when um a sator shoots cat we get to see that entire scene play out again yeah. uh in reverse but outside of that they kind of shy away from it. they only show you like a couple of seconds so i was always yeah. like is that by design or not but it sounds like it, it is like a lapse in logic at that point i i i think they they maybe don't ever actually show the windows and i think it's it's probably the storytelling device it's just cooler to see it when you're like oh actually yeah. going in it would be just distracting and confusing you know sure. to have like you know kneel up against the glass and like literally kneel and kneel in the protagonist are having like a handshaky scene on the other side because they've already yeah. had this conversation right okay. so it's it would just be distracting i think more more so than anything else i've got i've got one that sorts sorts of relates to what you said about being nonsensical almost is that the the uh, the conversation between the protagonist and neil when they talk about the grand was it the grandfather paradox is that paradox yeah. oh yeah yeah like that one sort of broke my mind a little bit because I was like, yeah. yeah, the guys from the future, they want to kill the people from the past. This, seriously, that, that's going to mess everything up. Like, yeah, There's no future if you kill the past. <sighs> yeah, well, and, and he gets, so there's, there's two ways that a conversation goes into the ditch. One is, yeah, there's a paradox where it's like, this, this is not resolvable. And then the other side of things is, uh, you know, he says, well, doesn't the fact that we're still here right now mean that we succeed? And he's yeah. like, mm. uh, <laughs> you know, and, and there, there are two ways. It's sort of quantum theory, actually. Uh, and I'm mm. again, I'm not a physicist, uh, but I know that there is a many worlds interpretation of quantum theory, yeah. which means that every time you have uh, a decision point, um, an event, uh, and then they're quantum events, you actually literally have a complete duplication of the entire universe. Um, into a into a different timeline this is sort of like avengers endgame style yep. where you yep. know when you remove an infinity stone from one point in yep. the past that branches into a separate timeline because it's a significant event uh, mm -hmm. and they're saying you know yes we can repair everything by just putting it back once we're done with it so you know that's playing those time tricks yeah um, it's, it's also like a little bit the bill and ted's excellent adventure where you're like hey if we just put the keys in the thing and they're gonna be right here right it's like oh yeah cool. <laughs> yeah yeah they just think about it they don't yeah that's right and just I remind myself to do it and then the, the self in the back remembers yeah, yeah. that's right <laughs> there's a really great doctor who episode as well but with david Tennant, where he has and it's actually brilliant writing too where they have two conversations 
at the same with a with a different kind set of like one side of the conversation is the same the other side changes throughout the episode as they're actually having a conversation uh and it's it works both times which is very cool i'll, I'll find it and send it to you guys after the fact because i can't remember yes, it right now maybe yeah, yeah. put it in the podcast notes uh it does it plays the same trick where it's like i'm having a conversation through someone listening to your part of it and then writing it down but we can actually talk even though we're never at the same at the same point in space or the same point in time but we're having this conversation it's super cool and he said you know how is this working and he says well it's sort of timey-wimey stuff (laughs) (laughs) but it totally works it's very cool Yeah. Oh, interesting. So a good, good example of like writing it and not explaining it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And the the big piece here for me, and I've realized that we do genuinely perceive the flow of time so strongly as mm-hmm. effect follows cause yes. always. Yes. And it's yes. so hard to reason about when you break this. So for instance, if I'm going to give something to an inverted person, Like my point of view is I'm walking along, I have like an apple and I give the apple to the inverted person. And now I go to my destination and I no longer have the apple. Cool, Mm -hmm. that's fine. Our expectation is that the person goes into the turnstile, comes Mm -hmm. to me, gets the apple and now goes back into the turnstile to turn back around. That's not how it happens. It's not coherent because there would need to be two apples in my past. So at the point where I transfer the apple from me to them, I no longer have the apple and they do. Uh, But in like five seconds ago, I had an apple and they can't have the same apple. There's only one apple. So from the person's point of view, they enter the Mm. turnstile with the apple they go to me, they hand it to me, and then they go back in the turnstile and turn back around. And then they just kind of wait off in a room for five minutes so that they don't blow themselves up and then come back, but then they have the apple. But you have to literally go into the turnstile with the object that you want to receive and give it to the other person. It is totally backwards and very difficult to reason about. And it doesn't always work. Like wounds, wounds are the the, the major thing that don't make sense in this movie. Yes. Um, they okay. could explain it away. Yeah. You might be able to get there. But so the protagonist stabs the guy in black. Yeah, that like, part stabs I did not get. Yeah, that's fine. Like you could stab an inverted person. So like if I have a knife, like from the point of view of like the skin, the knife goes in and comes back out. That's sort of actually the same you know either either version right it's Mm -hmm. like if even if it's inverted it's fine but then later in the fight he's pushing on the 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 person in black yep Yep. he's pushing on his arm and hurting him yep that doesn't make sense from the point of view of the inverted person and that's why when he's like uh in the shipping container on the way back that's when the protagonist, when he's about to enter, you know, they're about to turn back around to, to save Elizabeth Debicki and they're back in Oslo after the second half of the movie. Yeah. His arm starts to get hurt yeah. like an hour before. So, ah, uh, okay. So wait, let me see if I got this. So yeah. he would actually feel the reverse of pain. We, we don't know. Like it's, it's not explained. And it's, it's, this is one of those pe- periods where it's like, 
you can't you can't actually do it it doesn't make sense yeah. and that's why it, this is one of those paradoxes where yeah. you could explain it away by maybe saying um you know there's one point when neil talks about the overall flow of entropy of the world and they sort yep. of talk about it as like a wind and the wind eventually wins mm -hmm. and so that's why the future needs the algorithm to turn everything back and, and ruin everything. Correct. Um, you could kind of explain it away where you say, like, look, if you get injured at a point in time, both sides, you know, as a result of like an inverted relationship, both sides of it in time would you would have mm -hmm. to have some kind of healing process. Exactly. So you would start yeah. to like you would have a wound and it yeah. would start to fester and then be like, OK, cool. In a week about I'm going to have some trouble. Um, yeah. And then it would, and then you get stabbed and then it would be, so like you could explain it away. They don't do that. It, they could where um, as the now invert uh, regular again. So the side of the protagonist where Neil chases him in Oslo and mm -hmm. takes his helmet off and sees yep, that yep. it's, it's the protagonist is like, cool. I don't need to mess with this. He could yeah. say, he can be holding his arm there. Like I just got stabbed <laughs> and yeah. it hurts. So yeah, he yeah. could be holding it there. You could kind of explain it away. But again, this is one of those places where it's like, it is irrational. It is paradoxical. You could kind of explain some kind of logic to it. They don't bother. It's fine. It's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end, it's a movie. <laughs> it's a movie. I mean, like, you know, I, I, I can no. notice yeah. the problem and say, meh, you know, like it's, it's still really cool to see uh, you know, a backwards car chase, like I'm in, yeah. even though again, the backwards car chase, right? If you're chasing someone backwards and you're driving forwards, you're going to be like this, this is my car and I'm going to mm -hmm. face to you. That's not how it happens. This car is this way. And the backwards car is chasing you from behind that. Yeah. That isn't the way it would play out, but it's also impossible to make the cause and effect coherent. If you <laughs> saw someone driving at you as fast as they can this way because they're chasing you, yeah. you would slam on the brakes, correct? Right? Yeah. Because you're correct. like, this person's literally going to have a head on collision. So the cause and effect is just very, very, very difficult to reason through. And well, it doesn't and it gets, make sense. It, make, it gets more complicated because if you jam on the brakes, then you've changed what's happening in the past, right? In, exactly. in that scene and then that has this other set of effects so it's like the whole like butterfly right like the, the ripples right it's like the ripples yeah. just would make it not make sense to us but i think that it's interesting because i think that he does give us one small out on that in the in the writing and it's the line that neil delivers about perceptions across uh, multiple universes yeah where he's like yeah which is and, and ultimately we're talking about is it is perception of going through time rather than yeah. time itself right yeah. And, 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 and they leave that purposely open. Like, yeah, no, we don't know that one. Like yeah. we, we, we don't know the multiple universe thing. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay. So that's a little bit of an out about perception does play a role. In this. There, there are a lot of lines in the scripts where they're on purpose made for you not to, I don't know, say overanalyze, but like, maybe it's like, but like he's admitting that, oh, we don't actually know. We, we, yeah. let's just leave it there. Like you guys make your mind up. You guys interpret that one however you want to do. Yeah, the, the, the other really cool thing about turnstiles are uh, that, uh, or I guess the other, the other thing that I really appreciate Nolan bringing into uh, the narrative is the, the genuine implications of if you had a piece of technology that could um, have you go back in time would be uh, that the perception of other people would see like this U-shaped thing in time. And that's why when Sator enters the turnstile and returns and mm -hmm. then he's disappeared 
And then the protagonist asks Ives, he says, where'd he go? He says the past. And it's like, oh, wow. Yeah. And that's why you have this both ways you enter it when you're going backwards from going forwards. And when you're going forwards from going backwards, you see your, you see your other half yeah. in the other side of it. And it's because yeah. you get this weird U-shaped thing. And that's why, you know, the beginning of the film, it looks like two characters come out of this, the turnstile, but it's because he's coming from uh, the past and going to the future. And so you get, when you proceed then into the future with him, there are now two people. It's, yeah. it's, it's just so cool to see, <laughs> to see this uh, uh, actually play out in, 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 you know, like on screen like that. Um, and that's, that's, that would be one of the genuine implications of this. The, so it's playing with the concept of time, not only through time travel, but through <laughs> through what <laughs> per, per perception of time perception. would be like i'm trying to like like at one point he goes in the past that's time travel when yeah. you go in through a turnstile come out of the way inverted like what do you call that that's not time travel anymore right it's like you're inverting your actions it's inversion or? inversion it's yeah. i guess it's inversion yeah i guess no, that is that's, a, that's what it is. term it, it, it's tough i mean the other nolan film that it kind of brings up is um the prestige yeah With yes the is that the Christian Bale, yeah, Hugh Jackman mm -hmm. film? Yeah. Uh, where they have the, you know, it's a teleporter, but it actually just makes a copy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's making matter copies, right? Uh, and it's sort of like that because the turnstile, like what is the turnstile? It's a thing that makes a copy, but now one of the copies goes backwards maybe or something. And then, uh, you know, ah, right? right, because at that moment, then in the past, now there's two copies of you. So, but it's also like, there's, it's very difficult to reason I think, through. I think like, yeah. this is, this is what makes it like, huh? Yeah. There's a bunch of weird stuff going on here. I, I, I watched this video of somebody, somebody trying to explain the concept of Tenet. And he was saying that there was um, actually the turnstile is essentially a photo photocopy machine, right? Yeah. Uh, because at any given point in the story, so he, he does this graphic on, on screen graphics where he takes, he walks you through the timeline of the film. And then instead of having a linear timeline, literally it goes, takes a series of S's. So it's like a bandy road. Yeah. And then it tells you, well, actually, there's not just one protagonist, there's six of them. There's not just one yeah. cat, there's yeah. three of them, something like that. Um, so I'm, yeah, yeah. Th at that point, I was like, hang on, this is not how I've read the film, this is not how I understood it. So now what you're telling me is, Dude, it's a photocopy machine. Like he he went into the machine. Yeah. There's now two of you. That that, that version you that, that copy of you that got created now went into another turnstile somewhere else. So there's three of you. Yeah. Running. Yeah. So you, you can't really see running along like the same timeline. Well, on the same timeline, sort of, so to speak. Yeah. The same universe yeah. going in different directions. In different oh, it's so weird to it's such a weird concept, but like, you have one weird, going yeah. going backwards. The... There's, there's, it's whew, that's why the initial protagonist, right? His first thing he does after, you know, dying and coming back to the life is he goes and hangs out in a windmill for like two weeks or something like yeah. that. And that's so he can avoid all of the events yes. of the movie without needing to, to get damaged. Which it, which makes a whole lot of sense when you watch it again, because uh, like, like, and there you go, JC's like yeah. the point where I was after this, the second screen, uh, because the first viewing, <laughs> I was like, wait, what's going Why is, why are we seeing him in a windmill yeah. doing push-ups and, and all this stuff. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> why, how is that important? Like, okay, uh, to be fair, which sort of contradicts what I was saying before, it's like, that was a nice little break there in the story. You're like, okay, cool. Sure. Get yeah. to <laughs> think what's going on. But it, like, yeah, it, 
when you watch it, you're like, huh, what, what's that about? But then, yeah, actually, you're right. He's avoiding essentially running into himself, but also yeah. um, having to take part in the story. So allowing the yeah. story to or, regress or, or, or progress. Or making more copies. Or making more copies, exactly. So when you watch in a second or third viewing, it, it, there's a lot of little things that you pick up on that, that make a whole lot of sense once you assimilate the, the concept of what Nolan is trying to say. Let's try to say, yeah. let's try and explain. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and the future <laughs> version of himself is manipulating the copies into doing what needs to be done so that the future outcome comes out the right way. Yeah. Sort of thing. That's what he says, like, you yes. and I are both working for me in the future. Because yep. he acknowledges that it's a copy. And only now does that line make sense to me now, actually. That, mm-hmm. that, yeah. yeah. So because then it brings up that there's one before I jump on, 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 on Feynman Wheeler. Um, it brings up the notion of then does that explain away the whole fate versus reality thing, right? That, that they talk about. Because my whole thing is like, they go into the turnstile. It's like, if you don't come out the other end, don't go in. I'm like, yeah. but then that gives you like, you have free will to not end yourself, but you just saw you ended yourself. So which one is it, right? So, but it's because the copy didn't get made. Did I get that right? Yeah, basically it's like, uh, if, and it's not, it's, right, it's not really a copy because it's like, it's the same physical person who would proceed forward in time. It's now just proceeding backwards in time. It's just totally yeah. nonsensical, um, uh, <laughs> but, which is okay. But yeah, yeah, the, yeah the, the proving window side of things is like, you know, if you don't see yourself over there, then either you don't enter the machine or yeah. you're dead in the machine where you can't sit, where you can't be seen from the window. Like, it's, yeah, you know, yeah, there should yeah, really exactly. be a camera inside the machines. Like, are you dead in there or where are we, you know, uh, or did something I guess, tiny I guess the bad guy, go bad and the bad guy is not really into health and safety checks, I think. Like, <laughs> you can see the meeting going like but shall we put a cctv cctv cameras in there just, just you know just just to check it's like, nah, just, yeah, about just it. have like a badge <laughs> you have to scan the badge to get into the turn cell it doesn't scan on the other side you're not going in you're not, you're not going in. Yeah, exactly because that that part did break, break my brain i think more than I mean, a lot of stuff did yes. but that one in particular kind of going like the the whole free will thing to me is not something i was expecting from this movie mm. right at all and and then when they brought that in through the lens of the like i i got so fascinated with the proving window as a concept more than even some i think the bigger time concepts here i was like but now i want to know how that works because that feels very tangible <laughs> like it, it just felt more tangible than some of the concepts like and i really want to understand that so okay i, I think i kind of got it which then i think would lead us into the uh Feynman wheeler thing which which i think is a pretty big part of this so you want to kick us off on that one tim Sure. I mean, I actually had to look it up as well when you when you posited your questions. Uh, you know, apparently Feynman and Wheeler had a, had literally a telephone call uh, in the '40s where they chatted through this this notion of what if all of the the electrons and positrons that exist are the same one? It's yeah. literally one, and it's just making making multiple transits through uh our frame of reference basically so were that the case you know what would that imply what would that um you know what would uh what would it cause what could we test anything out of that um so it's you know that's an interesting concept and i guess maybe that's like well again like what would it mean to invert the entropy of the entire earth 
would the earth turn around in its orbit would would the solar system still function in a forward way is there an entropy force field that we would create uh you know again like none of this is really explained or explored in the film uh yeah what are the consequences of doing that uh it's it's inter interesting to sort of postulate about but it's it's not really touched on in the movie yeah, that, that, that's the part that I think I agree is not to show in a movie. And the part that got me thinking about is like, because I, I, I saw kind of the silver write up in, in Wikipedia and, um, and because uh, Wikipedia is where you go for the truth. Um, and, <laughs> and what it got me thinking about is like, all right, does that mean that if they reverse everything? So I get why the people in future want to reverse. So like they want to go back to a time where the, the water isn't messed up and like everything's not yeah. dried up and like we didn't cause climate change, right? Um, and, and that's uh, and touching on the movie side of thing thematically. I love the fact that he spends his time in windmills out in the water. Because it directly touches on climate change. So even thematically, it's like, yeah. ah, such clever visual design, right? Um, yeah. but, uh, but does that mean that the reverse entropy for the world, we're just going back to the Big Bang? Like we're, all, we're, we're basically on a one-way ticket back to that. I would assume so. And, you yeah. know, and eventually, uh, I mean, you would have around you the consequences of the meteor strike that killed the dinosaurs start to yeah. pop, you know, so like the... The, the earth would seem to, well, right, it would cool for a while and then you'd be in this nice place and then you'd have some ice ages start to get colder yeah. and then sort of go reverse. Uh, and it's a very strange concept. Like, does literally everyone just turn around now? All the people and all yeah. the animals, like, um, and we, but we're still aging, but now into yeah. the past of the earth. Like, if so, like my age would, would increase, but geologic age would sort of, would, yeah. would, would go backwards so is everyone immediately like that wasn't clear to me either you know if, yeah if you're I, 300 years in the future and i'm here now but we all now just age backwards uh yeah wouldn't we also still keep wouldn't climate change yeah. continue now we just you know it would just go backwards and, so, and could yeah. people going backwards just launch their own mission to go to the future and then reverse the whole thing again right it's like yeah. you could literally go back and forth endlessly yeah so well that's tenet too right is they find a cave <laughs> yeah. and they, uh, they try to hide out into the future you know and they have sleep beds or whatever so and, and then like and, and keanu reeves gets cast yes <laughs> Okay, so all right, so that makes sense. That, that because the the part that that made me think about is like the the electrons and then the positrons thing is like mm. that. There's always different like building blocks of matter going in different directions, mm. and hence part of the thesis of this movie is like as opposed to time travel in the way we traditionally see it, like Back to the Future of just like oh, you're going to go through this portal in time, say it's going to be warped, or like even interstellar, what it does is like, it makes it very visual. It's like, no, no, you're just jumping on a train going one direction or another, just pick one and jump on it, right? Yeah, it, it, like, yeah. it like totally oversimplifies that's like, no, or, or simplifies it. I'm like, that's a new take on time travel. That actually is kind of, I, I hope more people explore. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I, I think you could tell a lot of stories because it is possible to construct clear you know action sequences that are coherent from both yeah. sides even when you yeah. have lots of different choices being made it's just hard you know i described sort of the apple thing earlier where it's like it's it's do, it's possible but it's hard to 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 talk about i i, th I find in the 
the movie did this well, where they're like, most of the things that they try to do when they revert, when they were going backwards are just out and out failures, right? Even the, the final battle sequence, they don't actually have a goal. The goal there is just to distract from the splinter cell. That's the whole yeah. goal. So they're like, we have no objective that we really care about. Um, yeah. And it's because having an objective and then having someone who's interfering with you going backwards would make it, again, the cause and effect becomes impossible to reason about because like, look, if I'm trying to steal something for you and you realize me stealing it from you, yeah. then, then like, it just, it just, yeah, try it on a piece of paper sometime. It's like, it's impossible to do. You're like, because right. if I take it from you, then you're going to try to take it back, but you will have, you'll be traveling the other way. It's, it's it gets really weird. So it's like, yeah. as soon as you exit your house, like you would, we'd be, we'd be fighting over this thing. And then it's like, actually, like you just keep backing it up further and further into my past. It's like, why didn't that happen? Well, because you failed. Like it has to yeah. be a failure of some kind, like some kind of disabling thing, or I think I steal it from you, but I actually don't. And that's when you have to part. So it was, it was really interesting to think through those things. And this is what makes the movie hard to hard to watch the first time. You're like, you're thinking about it while other stuff is going on, yeah. on the screen and you're like, oh, I'm getting distracted. <laughs> totally. Uh, and I, th uh, I think that, that, that'd be why, um, movie you know the people that actually went to cinemas and watched it the first like because usually you go into the cinema you watch a movie once right uh it, it explains then the the sort of frosty reception the movie's got yeah, uh, it, yeah. it's it's not what people were expecting it's not a time travel because i think it was sold as it's not not sold but it was assumed it would be this time travel movie um yeah. and it totally isn't and uh, but again the, the the one thing again, I bring it back to Interstellar. The one thing with Interstellar is because I've got I've got a hidden passion passion for um, uh, space travel and, and black holes. Also, I plug in a Netflix documentary I watched actually the other day um, called Black Holes. I think the the edge of what we know. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, the edge the edge of all we, of all we know, uh, which is a very super smart uh, documentary that I just dropped. It's about black holes and. Um, um, Stephen Hawkins, Stephen Hawkins, yeah. Um, all the theories around it and, and all calculations about data around a black hole. So it's a very smart documentary. I, I, I would advise for you guys to watch it. Um, yeah. And so and, going back and, and to, 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 yeah, yeah. No, going back in, to, to, to Interstellar, um, it's, it's what I like about Interstellar is that I could explain it, uh, rationally explain what was going on. I could go back and go to certain scenes, certain scenes and go, Okay, this makes sense. Okay, maybe he's for the for for the good of the movie, he's tweaked that bit of science that we know he's assuming something that he's going into maybe sci-fi territory there. But it sort of makes sense for me to comprehend what's going on and to move the, the story forward. But with Tenet is like again, so so high-end concepts of time and and reverse times is work, you know, in terms of reverse flows and stuff like that. It's it's so almost um what's the word for it um it's 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 not really a concept that you can grasp that easily and it it's and you know you can say oh well that's actually what makes the movie worth watching over and over again so you can try and understand what's going on but yeah it's it's a very difficult topic to try and grasp and understand and because like you said tim before it's like we're such we're so used to a linear um understanding of action and reactions and cause and consequences like when you're trying to integrate those thinking those 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 understanding those 
um, in, you know, those sort of theories that make sense to you and you're trying to disconstruct, disconstruct those and trying to make sense of what's going on. It's literally melting your brain. <laughs> you know, there's just, yeah. uh, and I like it. Like, I don't want everything to be explained and put on the plate for me, right? Mm-hmm. Then that's fine. I, I'll, I'll allow yeah. that to happen. Um, it's just, it, it feels sometimes I'm like, oh God, <laughs> it's almost too foreign for me to yeah. actually believe in well, it. And marrying that with a breath, with a breathless action movie is that's mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, there's so much stuff here, which makes repeated viewings very valuable, as you said, yes. absolutely. But that first viewing is, I'm kind of glad I didn't see it actually in the theater the first time, because I think with it being deafening as well, I would I may have come out of it being like, I, I, I hate that. It was so much. It's such a full experience. I, um, I can't. You know you know what they did in Paris? Um, as they reopened the cinemas in Paris a um, couple, couple of weeks ago, maybe last month, I can't remember when it was, they actually um, went online. So the, the, the producers of Tenet or whoever it was, I can't remember, it was, I think it was actually um, um, maybe the, the Science Institute of, in France, something like that. They went, oh, if you went to, to watch Tenet, like they, they put something online. It was like, if you, if you just watched Tenet once, we would like you to come back and watch it again with us. We do a Q&A before the movie and then we all watch oh, the movie again. Oh, that's <laughs> uh, So they, cool, ha- they actually dude. had scientists and like, f- physicists and, and um, everyone that was involved in any way, shape or form in trying to explain to people. And I thought that was a cool thing. So people that were there, that was the second viewing of the film. And so they, they interviewed people before the movie and after the movie and they went, before the movie that's like it's a time travel film like i didn't get it the first time so i'm here to get answers and most people went back in it's like they got they got to chat with physicists they got to chat with scientists and they were like okay cool they went out they went still don't quite get it so i'm gonna go and watch it the third time <laughs> <laughs> and i was like <laughs> even with the explanations i'm like i still don't really know what the hell is going on there but again that's what makes it a to that credit of the film that's what makes it a great film if you want to rewatch it like if this you know being rewatchable is a great thing if you're not yeah. turned you uh, know. Uh, the 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 perfect opposite example of that a movie i watched uh, ages ago but it was one of the movies that first turned me on to like like time travel from a very different angle was uh, i don't know if you guys watch primer um mm. and it's it's a it's a it's a also a time travel movie with no special effects like it's just like it, it's all based on logic um and i saw it ages ago and i remember going like Oh damn, that's not what I'm expecting. And it was one of those movies that I wanted to rewatch to to understand it further because also places some concepts of times that are very interesting. Yeah. But it's slow paced, so I never <laughs> got around to doing those rewatches just because I'm like, ah, but I have to sit through that part. I have to sit through that part, sort of thing. Um, and and that's why I kind of like about this movie is because it's action packed. It's like it's very rewatchable easily, just yeah. to like kind of like hang out. Uh, so yeah, no, I agree. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll wrap on, on coming back to a point. I think either Tom or Tim said earlier about like just the Nolan verse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it, it, when you said it, I was like, is it? And I was like, it is because he's creating a Nolan verse based on concepts, not on characters. Right. It's yeah, like, time. he loves to play with all these different angles of like time and space. And yeah. that's his universe. And I'm like, bring it on Nolan. But uh, more. <laughs> add to that, add to that, um, because it's uh, what was that video I watched? He's like the master. He's the new master of time uh, in Hollywood. 
Um, yeah. But the one the one thing that he manages to do with every single film is like it's okay. Again, let's take Inception, let's take Interstellar, and let's take Tenet. Like those three films, they are about time. In you know, like Interstellar's got you know black holes and obviously relativity. Inception is about also time slowing down, going deeper into dreams, so that's affecting your your understanding of time. And that one, but the the main message behind all of those films is not actually time. It's it's every time it's about an emotion. So like Interstellar is about love, um, the love of mm-hmm. uh, a, a father with his daughter, yep. and that's how it actually um, transcends everything. That's how they managed to save humanity. Spoilers. Yep. It's the same with this one. It's like it's <laughs> that that one's about friendship. It's between Neil and yep. the protagonist. Yep. That's yep. About, it's, it's actually a story about their friendship. Uh, Inception is yep. about. I don't know. What is Simpson is about actually? Oh, it's 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 Leonardo DiCaprio's uh, trauma. It's his loss. Trauma. He's 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 loss, trying yeah. to desperately make up for that trauma of loss, uh, and he will go to any depths to do it. That's what drives that character. I, I was that was, I, I think, the most straightforward one. Yeah, I, I watched Shutter Island, so that's why suddenly I got confused with because obviously both of them are, are DiCaprio, but one yeah, is like, slightly more messed up than the other one. Um, well, slightly, totally. a hell of a lot more messed up. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's what's appreciate. I've got one last question. Got has got is nothing to do with being an engineer. Neil, is he the little boy? Is he the son? Is he Cat's son? Do you guys think, <gasps> Max? Yeah, I, I've heard. I've, I've heard and read that it's it's mm. possible. Of course, um, I find it sure. Uh, but I think there's nothing in the film that nods that yeah. way whatsoever. Uh, I, I um, think so. I think because... it does. I think there is the 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 the, the, oh, the mom okay. is blown. Let the me, let me blown. give my two. Yeah, go on, go go. Oh, sure. Let me give my two <laughs> my two reasons. There yeah, are two yeah. times when Cat is mortally wounded, and Neil's like, whatever. Okay. And maybe it's because uh, he's very confident about the universe playing out the way it should. Because he but knows. I think even in those circumstances, if your mother's literally shot and bleeding to death, and he's not the one who advocates for going through the turnstile, it's John David Washington, right? It's the yeah, protagonist true, true. who says that. He's like, whatever. You know, he's he's like, she's bleeding to death on the other side of the window, and she will die very quickly because it's an inverted round. And he's just busy having this conversation with Ives and with the protagonist. So but that, for me, but that's Neil, a really is, that's a really strong mark against. Isn't Neil? Isn't Neil sort of stuck in a time loop in a way? Because it's like he he knows already. It's like you know at the end of the film when he goes, well, it's the beginning of a of a new of a friendship. But to, of, for you now, it's the end. But for of something, I can't yeah. remember the, the act. Yeah, yeah. For, for him, it's the end. For him, it's the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like he's stuck in the time loop. So he's seen this before. He's seen that the mom get, his mom, his mother gets shot. Um, and he's not reacting to it anymore because he knows he knows it's going to get fixed. But saying that, the only two the only two people with a British accent, well, three is Michael Caine, but the three Brits, Michael Caine, Kat, and Neil. Same hairstyle, you know, blondish. Michael Caine could be Neil in the future. We don't know his name. (laughs) Well, but we think Neil killed it in the hypo center, but you know, maybe not. If the wounds, if the wounds thing are really not as problematic as as I make them out to be, then it's like get over, uh, you know, uh, a gunshot to the head. (laughs) So, because the I, I think the only the only part that that could validate that in movies that Neil says multiple times, what's happens happened. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. Um, but then that that directly contradicts like some of the stuff that we just talked about about like yeah, you could go off and change stuff, and it has all these infinite permutations yeah. of what that, mm. that 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 happens. So it like contradicts that. Yeah. But to your point, you can't conceptualize that in the movie. Like even we have a hard time like talking about it. Yeah. I'm sure people way smarter than us have a hard time talking about that. But yeah, that could validate that. that that's an interesting. I had not I had not heard that one. Yeah. I haven't done a lot of research about that. So, oh, so yeah. that's cool. I like that. Fe- feasible, certainly on screen. I advocate for no. Uh, yeah there are there are millions of people in the world with a british accent and who are blonde so i'm not i'm not fuss (laughs) i just love it to some to a certain extent it makes sense to me that he could be in it and there's there's the classic one that i've seen online is like well his name is neil um, you know that could be the 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 reverse name because the, the the kid's name is max so yeah. the, the 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 actual extended full name of Max is Maximilian. So if you Maximilian. take the last four letters of Maximilian, it's Neil reverse. Yeah. Oof. We going down eyes the rabbit hole. Into, yeah, eyes <laughs> rolled into the back of my head, dude. All right, so you, you, you know who you know who he is, Tom. You know who he is. He's it's Mephisto, dude. <laughs> Yes, yes, it's fucking Mephisto. That's it. That's it. I got it. It's been like it's been this is when we stop that. enjoying movies and we go to the slum. <laughs> oh man! All right, fellas, shall we wrap it up? Yeah, yes, this and, is like uh, when the, you guys wanted the mutants right to come into uh, the the Scarlet Witch TV show, right? Yeah. <laughs> Totally rabbit hole that we regretted so much afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no! I listened to that whole section. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> ruined the Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier for me. Totally did. Oh, totally did. Um, on on that note, we'll 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 be back maybe next week for a, a Loki special. Or is that what we're doing? Time travel again? Oh yeah, man! We're covering Loki and time travel related. Oh, yeah. cool. nice. we're, 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 there's there's a Loki episode coming up. That's 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 what. Yeah, I'm really, uh, oh, super pumped about that. Super uh, pumped. First first on uh, first episode on Wednesday. If you listen to this on well maybe tomorrow. Let's see how good. Well we'll see. Maybe it's already gone yeah. and done. Anyway. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and go oh and go check out our our previous pod on uh, recommendations for animation and other stuff. Uh, I have those video games and animation that we're getting recommended in that one. Mm. Uh, so our seasonal recommendations for what to watch right now. So That's definitely seasonal. go check that out um but yeah um cool let's wrap this up and uh so this was part two questions i hope you guys enjoyed thank you for listening uh thanks team for joining us we'll, we'll bring you back when we eventually end up talking about interstellar because i want to talk about interstellar at some point. you know you guys had your yeah, fun with tenet i want to have my fun with interstellar um what else what else what else <laughs> yes <laughs> Uh, thanks, JC, also for hooking us up with Tim and bringing him along and uh, for watching Tenet finally, <laughs> getting up to speed with the rest of the world. Ah, <laughs> oh, bang. To, 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 my, to my credit, I knew the same that you did going into it, that it was a Nolan movie, it had John David Washington, and that was it. I, I tried it's, to, it's it's to like, not listen to anything which is the way to do it going forward do not watch trailers please stay away from trailers yeah <laughs> anyway cool um let's wrap this up thank you for listening to this uh, two-part episode of catching up with the nerds on tenet this was very very interesting we'll be back 
in the next episode, either about the 30th birthday of Sonic or Loki. We'll see what we do next. Actually, no, you know what? It's Sonic next because we got the lovely Sarah to join us one more time. That's what we'll be doing. Yeah, that's right. This episode. Oh, yep, 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 yep. So brush up on your Sonic history, JC. Brush up. Uh, anyway, again, please, if you've been, it's your first time here, please give us a little like. If you like us even more than that, subscribe. And if you like us, subscribe with everyone else around you. You know, so subscribe, share this episode and us as a content creator um, to your family, your friends, your your pets. Anyway, we out of here. Thanks again, Tim, for joining us. Thanks, JC. We out. Goodbye. Idris Elba for Bond. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you would. I knew you would. <laughs>